Is Lane Kiffin really the favorite to be Auburn's next head football coach? Listen, put me in the parking lot, you know, um, with Bears, and I'll go out there and play. It don't matter. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Happy Charlie Tuesday to all who celebrates as we are joined by Auburn message board legend, Charlie Five, recording live from Barbaritos. Yes. A lot of Lane Kiffin everywhere you look, whether it's message boards, whether it's Auburn Twitter, whether it's Auburn Facebook groups, it is everywhere. And some people are saying this may wait till the end of the season. I don't know how we're going to be able to contain ourselves for two weeks. You asked in the you asked in the little intro, is uh, Lane Kiffin the favorite? He may not be Auburn's favorite, but he may be my favorite right now. I mean, it's the the chatter has made me fall in love with him deeply, deeply, and the, the idea of him being at Auburn is just incredible. Uh, so what, I'm, I'm ex- what what about the chatter has made you lean more that way? <laughs> I think it's mostly just the idea that it could be real. Maybe I don't. I don't know. It, it just seemed like all, he's such a far fetched. Uh, it's like a far fetched candidate. Like it's it's just not an Auburn move. And like the the chatter, uh, sort of on all three of the mess, all three of the uh, beat sites, all kind of hinting that you know this is there's re- there could be some really legitimacy behind this and, and I guess that makes it seem more real and it, it's such a non Auburn move that it's making me be that more excited that he could be uh he could be the uh, number one target does that make you think that this is john cohen's decision because i mean john cohen is not auburn until like a week ago when he was hired i mean this sure. is not a traditional path that we have typically seen and i guess we could have said that with the last coaching staff or, or the last coaching hire right because alan green went outside of auburn to, to get brian harson which at the time, we kind of had to talk ourselves into it, but we kind of saw like, okay, yeah, he, he, he won a Boise. Maybe he can win here. Obviously, that didn't happen. But as far as like it feeling like not an Auburn hire, I think we got that two years ago. This even more so. That well, yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, assume, you know, uh, assuming Lane is the favorite. Ex- exactly. Assuming that the smoke is real. I mean, if you think about it, with Cohen being from Mississippi State, it, it makes a whole lot of sense, doesn't it? It's like, let's take one more shot at Ole Miss. Uh, let's take one more shot at Ole Miss. That's objectively <laughs> funny. It, if that was part of his thought process, that is objectively funny. How can I How can I send one more shot? No, there was some talk before we even had an AD that Auburn would love to go after Lane Kiffin. But you just, like I said, you just never feel like – there's just never been a hire as, in my lifetime where it was a favorite – Going in, going in, or it was a, it was the best candidate out there that you could yeah. possibly get, and then we we end up getting it. You 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 nailed it. We always have to end up having a show where we talk ourselves into it. So um, I, I just, I mean, I hope that the the, the chatter is real. I hope that um, it makes a lot of sense. I think it makes sense for Kiffin. I mean, you just you just had your you, the the biggest game of your season, the one you mm-hmm. circled, the one is your Super Bowl, and I mean. Maybe I'm being a homer, but the crowd just seemed like it was not interested. The tra- crowd was flat. That their stadium's not that loud. The students leave early. I mean, it just didn't seem like it was a two top ten teams playing. And well, then you it, get done. And, it. and it, it it seems like Kiffin cares about that, right? It seems like he oh, cares about totally. fan support. He's called them out a few times in press conferences. And if that's something, if that's something that he cares about, 
all of a sudden it's like, okay, well, you leave from that. You're already frustrated, right? Because you lost your Super Bowl, as you just labeled it. And then you go to your office, or you go to the locker room, or you go to the press room, and like Auburn, Texas A&M's on. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's two, like, you know, losing record teams. And like, it, it looks like they're competing for an SEC West championship during here state. I mean, th- that was fireworks it, going off. There's fireworks totally. going off. There's people are crying just because they're happy. I mean, it was just a wild, yeah. wild thing. It was, it was. And I have, I got I lucky, lucked out and got to be on the field uh, pregame. And <clears throat> it's one thing to be, it's one thing to be in the stands. It's another thing to be able to like look around and, yeah. and feel it coming from everywhere. I mean, it, and be there and see, Cadillac come out of the tunnel and the players and whatnot. Like it, I can't imagine if I if I'm a if I'm a coach that wants to win. I'm a coach that that is looking for uh, a, a support and the fan base to get behind me. Like if you're Lane Kiffin and you just coach your Super Bowl and then you turn on the TV and see that. Like I don't see how that's not just like light bulb. Screw it, I'm going. That's that that just that's where I want to be. You know? Yeah. The the thought. With all this Lane Kiffin speculation that Auburn Twitter is forcing down our eyeballs, which I'm okay with. Oh, sure. Um, I mean, I could easily exit the app, but I'm choosing not to, right? So, like, I, I'm cool with it. But just the idea, I mean, we, we've had an offensive head coach for a decade. And how many, t- how many of those 10 years, two with Harson, eight with Malzahn, how many years do you think we had an, an elite offense? Like three, if you want to count 17? Yeah, I mean, 13, 13 and 14 and 17. 13, that's 14, about it. 17. That's it. That's it. And it's like, and man, at, at it, times, at, at times last year, they looked good. And they, but it, other than that, like it was, you're right. You've had an offensive coach that has underperformed year after year after year. Has the Auburn fan base backed itself into a corner where, like, oh, if it's not Kiffin at this point, just with all the excitement and all of the, the message board fodder and all that, if it's not Lane Kiffin? How does the fan base respond? It's going to be a huge letdown. I think it would have to be another uh, equally big name, um, even if it's even if it were somebody that caught, could be a possible bigger fit. Like, what if it's a Dan Lanning or a, or a Dabo Sweeney or a Hugh Freeze or somebody like that? Um, you know, maybe maybe that doesn't uh, upset. Maybe that does, is not. I guess that's a good um, like. Landing pad, I guess. I something somewhere soft to land, but yeah, a the, landing the pad. I don't know. I, I was drawing a blank. I was drawing a complete blank. So when you no, something soft pun, to fall a, on. A, a landing pad instead of landing. Oh, landing. No, there you go. Nope. Something. I, soft if I had to, to explain it, it wasn't good. If I had to explain <laughs> it, it wasn't funny. Something to fall. Something soft to fall on. Fall back on. That would be. Those would be good. But yeah, the initial response. Lane. Lane seems like the most unanimous that I've ever seen candidate that everybody's on board with uh, that I can ever remember at Auburn. Like, bar none, it's hard to find somebody that says, I just don't want Lane Kiffin. I'm sure they're out there, and I'm sure they probably have good arguments. There's just not many of them. There's just not many of them. Yeah, I mean, I think some people would say fit is an issue, right? I think that's the biggest argument against Lane Kiffin is fit. But also, like, if you win 10 games in a season within your first two or three years here, I think you'll fit in just fine. Sure. Sure. And there's, there's value there for the, uh, you know, the, the poli- the political side of it that Lane's not going to participate in whatsoever. But if, if he, he's, he's obsessed with the portal, he's obsessed with, 
uh, winning. Like uh, he goes out there and wins nine or ten games year one, or or looks super competitive and wins eight games, and then turns it around and and, and builds his program to a ten plus win uh, a year program. Then you're like nobody will care. Nobody yeah. will care. And I don't. It's it, it's hard for me to see the blueprint that he doesn't get Auburn to that if he's the guy. Like, it's really hard for me to f- figure that blueprint out. I'm there with you. There's no way another coach comes in and is not able to get offensive linemen. The $13 million and on to victory. I, I just, I refuse to believe that. I refuse to believe that as an option moving forward. And uh, it gets me fired up. All right. There's a returning starter to the depth chart that was released yesterday at Cadillac's Presser. I want to talk about what it could potentially mean, good or bad, Charlie Five. But first things first. Can you imagine not having your home protected by Simply Safe? Like, can can you wrap your brain? Makes around no sense. It? Makes I, no I don't sense. get it. It's not safe. I'll tell you what. It's not um, safe. No, absolutely not. It's not uh, simple either. <laughs> no, but you know what is simple? <laughs> Ordering Simply Safe and installing it. You don't need to call a repairman out there. I did it myself, and you've talked to me. I'm not very smart, and I'm also not very good with tools. But Simply Safe, they've got most of their stuff. You just peel it off, and it's sticky, and you just slap it on the wall. Hard to beat that. Simply Safe oh, yeah. is—I uh, mean, it, it wins award after award after award. Um, I mean, it's just the twenty-four-seven monitoring—it's it's hard to beat. And right now, you can order your home security system for fifty percent off. This is their biggest offer of the year, and you don't want to miss it. So, Simply Safe was named the best home security system of twenty twenty-two. By U.S. News and World Report, the third year in a row. Can you name somebody better than U.S. News and World Report? I can't, especially when it comes to naming uh, home security systems. I can't. So there's never, that. Never, know, Don't never miss, known. Nope, nope, I can't think of what I'm trying to. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system that I recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on college. There's no safe like Simply Safe. All right, Donovan Kaufman has returned to the starting lineup. He is back like he never left. So my question to you is, over the last two weeks, the defense, particularly in pass coverage, has been really, really solid. With with Jalen Simpson back there, Zion Puckett's missed some time as well due to injury. It looks like he'll be back as well. What, what, I mean, you, you can't not start Donovan Kaufman, but it's like what you've been doing the last few weeks works. Okay, well, let's let's just think about this. Texas A&M may be the worst offense that has ever been on a football field at one point in time by a Power 5 team. Like, I'm talking the worst offense I've ever seen. So, that's obviously – I mean, we did give up 30, 30-something points. I know some of it was overtime, and I think right. it was a kickoff return or something like that against Mississippi State. But it's like, uh, I mean, how much of that is playing better and how much of it was just <laughs> – it was just this the opponents. I, I, I don't know. Thought? What, what, <laughs> what are your thoughts? I, I think some Did of you the hear opponent, any of that. Uh, no, no. I think I know where you went though. I think Texas A and M. I mean, they're bad, right? They're 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 really really bad. To me, the Jalen Simpson thing is so odd. I've said this a million times. Like he hasn't been good at corner when he plays off ball, but when you're at safety and you're exclusively off ball, he's actually been pretty good. Or nickel in the middle of the field, he he's been great. So I think that's Let me part tell you of why. it. Let me tell you why I think that's the case. He's very good. He's always been good when I'm coming up. When I when I don't have to run backwards. Uh, when I when it's when it's the plays in front of me, 
we have so many guys that are really good when the ball, and he's a really good tackler. So he, the, I like, I actually really like him playing that. I don't nickel. know about that. So what do you mean? I think he's okay at tackling. I wouldn't say he's really good. The last two games, the last two games, he's had I highlight think, real time. I, I think he had the worst tackle grade of, on the team last week. I think. Well, he he had two. He or may three, have had a moment or two. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying two, he didn't. He had but, two unbelievable hits in the. Open if you field. want to compliment Jalen Simpson, I'm cool with it. I love yeah. that man. I love him. I love him. I think about him all the time. So I totally get it. Are we, were you done? Yeah, I guess. Okay, my bad. Yeah. My bad. And then, <laughs> and then Mississippi State. You know, against an air raid, they had more opportunities and coverage, right? Because that's just the nature of what Mississippi State does. And that that was, I thought, a really, really impressive game. The fact that it was on the road, the fact that it was against an offense you don't typically see, and I thought they were just going to totally torch us, especially the way they did early on, and then took Wesley Steiner out of the game, then it started to come together. And, and, I, and so I, I thought that was really impressive with what they did against Mississippi State. Yeah, I mean – I, I still, though, I don't know that it's like we found the magic formula. Um, I, I think it has a lot to do, a lot to do with a lot of things. Um, but uh, wow. I, I would welcome, I would welcome Coffin back. I thought, like you, you got to start it. Yeah, you got to play him. And, uh, and he's he's going to be. I mean, he's going to be a factor. Curious to see what rotation is. Yeah, um, that's one thing we've seemed to be rotating a ton of guys, regardless. So is Western Kentucky? I, I haven't had the chance to really watch them yet. Is their offense similar to what it has been, like under Bailey Zappi, Patriots under Bailey Zappi? I think scoring, they're in the top twenty um, yeah. yards. Okay. So I mean, it's still 20. a high power. So I mean, that's going to yeah. be similar to probably your Mississippi State game plan. And Donovan Coffin wasn't really there for that. Zion Pucky got hurt early in, in that game, yeah. so we'll see what that looks like. Yeah, yeah, um, it's going to be a test for sure. Going to be a test for sure, and. You hope that – I feel like as good as the defense has been, it kind of seems like the offense has gotten worse over the last two games. So it's like, can you score with them? Are you going to be able to score with them? You've been able to run the ball a lot better. Can you just continue to pound them? You should be able to – you should just be able to out-physical them uh, and, and move the ball. So I, it's, it's an interesting matchup. Us only being five-point favorites, I mean, that's something to look at. I mean, that, that's definitely something to look at. Yeah, that number seems low to me, but Vegas has nailed it when it comes to Auburn games for the most part this year. So we'll see. Oh, yeah. um, we'll see what happens. We're at Barbaritos, right? And you oh, have yeah. made the pivot over the last few weeks to their quesadillas or quesadiller, whatever you want to call it. I'm a and new man. Normally, quesadillas are pretty small, right? But what they brought to the table and put in front of you was the girthiest quesadilla here at Barbaritos that I have ever seen. Well, you know how I feel about girth. So now it's you're a big left, girth guy, huge girth guy, especially when it comes to quesadillas. I mean, from right. left to right, you almost can't fit it all in your peripheral. And then uh, this is true. They cut it into perfect little triangles, and then it just they each one of them is like a full meal in and of itself. It's just I don't eat anything all day just so I can come here and and eat a whole quesadilla. Yeah, it's, eat a girthy quesadilla. Fun. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah so be sure to come check out our friends at Barbaritas. We're here every Monday at three o'clock the Barbaritos outside the Auburn Mall. They are opening one in downtown. It's not open yet, so don't show up to that one. There have been people who have messaged we went to the wrong one. It's like, well, there's really only one open right now, but all right, try again next week. So yeah, come by, hang out Mondays at 3 o'clock here at Barbaritos. Also, today's show brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. You mentioned the line just a second ago. Auburn favored only by five and a half points. I think it's interesting. I would take Auburn as of right now. That just seems like uh, 
I think Auburn's a touchdown better. I, I really do. I liked it better when it was like seven and a half, but that line is shrinking, which normally isn't a good sign. The over-under is 51 and a half. I know, as you mentioned, Top, you know, they're, they're a better scoring offense than we are, but I just don't think um, – I've probably taken the under on that just because it's a game where Auburn's playing. I've, I've, I mean, I don't think that's a bad, bad bet at all. I just wonder if they can stop us. I wonder if they can stop our run, and that's what we're going to do because I feel like that's what we're going to do. I'm also curious. The, so the red shirt thing with, with Holden is done. Could this be – there's been some talk that Robbie may have a little bit of a dinged-up shoulder. Could this be a game where – Robbie kinda, looks hurt. He looks yeah, hurt. When he throws the ball, it looks a little bit labored. I mean, is this a game where uh, it's sort of a easy – like I said, a soft landing uh, earlier for – um for uh, for Garner to come in with no risk of losing his uh, red shirt, I don't know. Right, right, could be fun. So yeah, if any of these lines fire you up, be sure to check out our friends at Bet Online. It is where the game starts. Our weekly conversations with John Samuel Shanker, brought to you by the Crawford Willis Group at EXP Realty. John Samuel Shanker, we'll start with this. I mean, uh, from your perspective, how incredible was the environment Saturday night and the fan support? I mean, it was it, to be blunt, it was ridiculous. It was absolutely ridiculous and mind blowing. Uh, the support that you guys got on Saturday—how great is that? Yeah, it was uh, a unique environment. I, I don't think there's many games that can top that as far as the environment. Just from Tiger Walk um, through the end of the game, uh, just the fans were so excited for us, and we're ha- they had our backs throughout the entire week, really, and. Um, you know, the buildup for that in the locker room was really awesome. Uh, we knew that it was going to be a special night. And for Coach Lack to get his first win, too, it was really awesome uh, to see and to be a part of. Yeah, the orange lights. I mean, that's got to be, like, the coolest thing to play under. Yeah, I mean, anytime we get to play under the lights, which you don't get to do that very much. Um, you know, early in the year, it doesn't get dark till late, so you don't get that very often, so – um, yeah, really a special, special thing to be a part of um, anytime you can get under those lights. Is that something you think other people and other uh, other SEC schools would have gotten? I mean, going into this, both teams were three and six, right? And now, fortunately, you guys are, are, are four and six. But the, you know, there were a lot of recruits there, John Samuel. I mean, if you're talking to these kids, I mean, is this what Auburn is to you? Hundred percent. I mean, this is looking back on on the games that I've been a part of. This is what Auburn, in my opinion, was. You know, a few years ago, and yeah, um, a big piece of why we were winning was the environment that we were in. Um, and you saw that this past weekend. It's really hard to win here when when that environment is is what it is. Uh, so yeah, that that was Auburn to its to its core. There. I mean, the season hasn't gone well, and we still had a sold out crowd um in, in attendance so uh yeah th- that's what Auburn is about Auburn family and, and everyone loves Auburn uh and it was yeah that that was easy to see and easy to show the recruits really great nights for Tank Bixby and Jarquez Hunter what uh what'd you see out of those guys yeah we we were so successful in the first half obviously we didn't score as much as we wanted we stalled out but um we were really running the ball I think we had over 200 yards of rushing in the first half um, you know, that that's the backbone of what we've done lately is run the football. Uh, and, and so we were going to continue that. And I think we rushed like 55 times. So um, that's something that we will continue to do, I'm sure, uh, just with how good our backs are and just the message of that sense, the other team of, of how we're going to play that day. 
Running the ball more, is, is, that a, is that an adjustment thing? Is that a Carnell Williams thing? Is that a game plan thing? Is flow of the game? What, what all goes into that? I think, yeah, I think part of it's the flow of the game and what's working, and you continue to do that. But also, um, you know, that's kind of the, been the mindset since Coach Kelly got in is we're going to be physical and run the football, and we'll throw second. Uh, and you've seen that, and I think we'll continue to do that just – um, the physicality part of the game, if you can win that, you normally win the football game, and Coach Kalak knows that. So I think that's a big piece to why um, we've been running the ball so much. Biggest difference in the offense from, let's say, two weeks ago to now as far as, okay, this, this new version of this coaching staff has kind of gotten five minutes now to set their feet and kind of say, okay, this is what we want to do on offense. What's the biggest difference from your point of view? Well, I think they bring a different energy. You know, every time something new comes along, uh, it, it can bring excitement. I think that's what it's done. Yeah. Uh, and new minds, too, um, at the at the top. So that creates uh, new ideas, new game plans, and things like that. Um, so all, all that kind of goes together um, and creates uh, a fun environment for us to practice in. And um, we know this stuff works. Um, I mean, we've practiced it and played well in it. So um, the confidence is there for, for those plays as well. As far as like getting the, the play called, I mean, has that really changed that much from, you know, Coach Harson and Coach Keys to now it, it appears Coach Friend is doing a lot of the play calling. Has that changed at all? It doesn't change, you know, the plays we have. Um, you can't really do that in midseason, but yeah. um, it does change how they call games. Um, you know, certain every OC is different in what they like and how they want to call games. Uh, and Coach Friend is a little bit different in that way, but um, you know, everybody's, like I said, everybody's um, got their own little nicks and things like that. So um, it's understandable why Coach Friend does what he does and why Coach Keesaw did what he did. And that's just um, certain things that they like. Sure. After the game, after you guys sealed the win, there was a really cool moment on, on, on television about, you know, Caddy just kind of taking it all in afterwards. But he was with you guys. I mean, you guys all ran to the student section and, and did what you guys do after a, after a home win. But what was that moment like celebrating with, with your classmates and with the Auburn fans? And I mean, you've been here a while and there's only one more home game. Well, what, what all does that mean for you? Yeah, it is really special. You know, right before the game, uh, I just took it all in right before kickoff and you know, realized that, you know, this environment, I will never play in this kind of environment again in, in Auburn. You know, next yeah. week is Western Kentucky and, um, you know, people go home for Thanksgiving. Like, it just won't have the same feel. Uh, yeah. So, I really soaked it in um, before the game. And, and then after the game, you, you know, you always want to take advantage of a win and enjoy it. Uh, and, and to see Coach Cadillac and his excitement for getting his first win and, you know, getting a home win as well uh, was really awesome to be a part of. And, yeah, obviously celebrating with the fans and things like that. It's, um, second to none, and um, that joy and excitement you can't really explain. Yeah, I, I won't ask too specific of a question because what happens behind those closed doors is is sacred, but how crazy was the locker room after the win? It was wild. Coach Lack was dancing, and uh, we were having a great time um, with him, and you know he gave his speech, and then he got the game ball. Um, so that was, that was really awesome and special for him uh, to, to get that um, from his players, and um, everyone that was around, all of his old teammates, um, closest teammates were in there. So that was really awesome to see and um, to be a part of. Who's the best dancer on the team? Ooh. If I, I think Amari Kelly is the best dancer 
Okay. Uh, that, yeah, he can really dance, or at least he does it a lot. Uh, maybe there's guys <laughs> that don't dance as much that are better, but um, I like Amari Kelly. I think he's pretty good. I love that. I love that. John Samuel Shanker, our guest, our weekly conversations with John Samuel, brought to you by the Crawford Wills Group at EXP Realty. Look, if you're buying or selling your home, especially in this market, you want to make sure you have a team of professionals that know the East Alabama uh, housing market better than anyone. And those folks are all at the Crawford Willis Group at EXP Realty. We just recently bought and sold our home. And so glad I ask a ton of questions. And so I'm so glad I had these guys uh, behind my back and at my side going through the entire process. It doesn't matter if it's your uh, primary residence, if you're looking for a second home or maybe a rental home, if you're an out of town or you want a game day house. A few of you have reached out asking about that. You need to all go to CrawfordWillisGroup.com. doesn't matter where you are. They will take care of you. They're professional and treat us as if we're family, helping us go through the real estate process and holding our hand the entire way through. Once again, you can reach out to them at CrawfordWillisGroup.com. Auburn tied in and team captain John Samuel Shanker joining us. So looking ahead to Western Kentucky, what stands out about this team as you guys start to prep for them? Well, they're really good. I mean, obviously, you can see on the offense, they put up a lot of points. Uh, so the defense will have to play great again, um, as they have all year. So, And then on the offensive side, we have to start fast and, and continue that. Um, they're, they play really hard. They're pretty well known for being a successful program. So um, definitely not um, an easy game by any means. Uh, we got to come out and play. And um, you always want to you know, finish the season at home on the winning side of things. So that will be a big um, component to to our success Saturday is going out and executing what's called and um, bringing our own energy. Um, you yeah. know, if the fans aren't like they were last weekend, we need to bring it ourselves and um, just be ready to play. Yeah, it's interesting with with this new era of college football with the transfer portal and players easily being able to hop from one school to the other um, with fewer limitations. You're getting different storylines than you used to, and so there's a there's a former Western Kentucky player on this team, Marcus Bragg. That's uh that that's kind of cool, right? You you play a non-conference team and you've got one of their former players. What does that dynamic do? Yeah, that is it is unique. Um, I haven't talked to him yet about it. Um, I'll probably pick his brain here a little bit about some of the guys on defense, but yeah, sure. Um, yeah, uh, I think it'll be really cool for him uh, to be able to do that. You know, he he probably came to the school wanting to play um, just bigger um, environments and things like that, and being able to play at the place that he. Uh, he started at, I'm sure that's really special for him. And it is an interesting dynamic now. It, it seems like every team you play, you could have a, a guy from, from that school. So um, it is a unique time. Yeah, I think it's cool. What's impressed you about Marcus Sprague over the course of the season? Kind of a, a role player. Then when Eku went down, um, his number's been called more and more. Um, it, I mean, it seems like he's done a pretty good job in that role. Yeah, that, it's a, he is a really hard worker. He does what you ask. Um, you know, he's, he's not going to complain or anything and about playing time early in the year. And, uh, when he got his number call, he did well. And, you know, that's just, that's who he is. He's a, he's not a super loud guy, but he, he likes to work and, um, he likes to do his job. He loves the game. So, um, everyday practice is, is fun with him and, um, he, he is a great player. Yeah. John Samuel, best of luck this weekend. And, uh, we'll talk to you soon, bud. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning into today's Locked on Auburn. Thank you to John Samuel Shanker. Also, thank you to Auburn message board legend Charlie Five for hanging out with us today. We'll be back tomorrow right here on Locked on Auburn.